Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. So thankful to have this opportunity for us to be together, to open up God's Word once more and study a little bit further, learn a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper, and grow in our faith. Because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. How blessed we are to be able to openly study God's Word like this over the radio airwaves, and we encourage you to tell others you know to listen to the program. Now, some people may not be able to tune in at the prescribed times that the program airs, even though we're on several times a day, Monday through Friday, and so let me encourage you, take advantage of this yourself, but also tell others to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. When you do that, and by the way, it's free, it always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We just want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And when someone signs up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive to their smart device, whether that's their phone or computer, whichever one they choose, they will receive these programs every day, Monday through Friday, by podcast on their smart device. Search the scriptures, but they'll also get a whole lot more Bible teaching. A Sunday morning Bible class, a Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and a great short Bible study every single day that we call today's Bible class. Now that's seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word, only about 13 minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word And, well, we always emphasize how important it is for us to be in God's Word consistently so that our faith can be strong and even grow stronger. So tell everybody you can, churchofchrist.com. If you're in the Omaha area and you're able to get out, be with us. Check us out. Get to know us. Let us get to know you at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. We're located at 3606 North 108th Street. 3606 North 108th Street, just north of Maple, top of the hill on 108th, right there. Our Bible classes begin Sunday mornings at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evenings, 6 o'clock each Sunday evening, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study. And then on Wednesday evenings, in the middle of the week, good time to stop and get our spiritual batteries recharged, so to speak. We come back together each Wednesday evening at 6.30 for midweek Bible classes. You are welcome to any and all of these services, and we do hope to see you soon. Many of our radio listeners have come and checked us out in the past, through the years. Many have stayed on with us. Our prayer is that you will do so as well. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study that we began last time. And the basic point of this is a charge It is an encouragement. It is a statement of making up your mind. Don't let the devil win. Don't let the devil win in your life. He is out there as a real entity. He is everything that you could think of from a negative perspective. He is everything that you could imagine as far as wickedness and evil is concerned. He is the author of it all. Jesus referred to him as the father of lies. And that's just one 
aspect or one representation of evil and wickedness. When you think about what we read in Genesis chapter 6, when God looked upon humanity in the days of Noah and saw that the thoughts and intents of man's heart was only evil, only evil continually, Genesis 6 and verse 5, he saw that the wickedness of man was great. He, he saw that, that the earth was corrupt with humanity's evil and wickedness and sinfulness, filled with violence. And so God was sorry that he had made man, the verse says. Verse 6 of Genesis chapter 6. And he determined to wipe the slate clean by destroying mankind from the face of the earth. The lone exception was Noah and his family. Noah was found righteous in God's eyes. And so humanity was spared in reality through Noah and his family. Well, how, why would you think about, how could mankind, whatever the population of the earth was at that time in regards to humanity, whatever it was. It had to have been incredibly extensive. Now, maybe not as many people living on the earth at that time as we have on the earth right now, but maybe, maybe more. I mean, we just don't know. But certainly a massive population of humanity. How could they be so, how could they have become so totally wicked in their lives, in their lifestyles, in the way they lived, you know the answer, don't you? The devil. The devil. With all of those folks, the devil won. Don't let the devil win in your life. Don't let him win your soul and thereby lead you to eternal condemnation. Peter describes him, and we've just using this briefly by way of reminder and reemphasis. In verse 8 of 1 Peter chapter 5, he says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary or your enemy, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's out there all the time, and he's after you. He's after me too. He's after everybody. He wants to win our souls to eternal destruction. But he's like that roaring lion, hungry lion, wild beast, looking for somebody to kill and eat. Well, he's out there looking for souls to devour spiritually. And your soul is one of those. So is mine. And so is the soul of everybody else alive. Peter goes on and says, we can resist him effectively. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Now, in the faith is in the teachings of God's word. We keep emphasizing in this program, Romans 10 and verse 17. It is pivotal. It is central to our spiritual development, our spiritual strength our spiritual destiny. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. A lot of people talk about how much faith they've got, but they don't exhibit it in their life, the way they live. Faith 
develops within a person as he gets into God's word, studies it diligently, perceptively, understands it, believes it, and then begins to make the proper applications to his life in an active way. That's how faith grows, develops within a person's life. Resist him steadfast in the faith. That's the way we can defeat the devil. Now, of course, being steadfast in the faith in God's word is going to lead us to walk with God. So as we said in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, James says, submit to God. There are a whole lot of people out there, maybe the vast majority, if we might summarize it, who they, don't, they do not want to submit their will to God's will. They want to live by their own will. They want to do the things they want to do, even though in a whole lot of cases they know they're sinful, they're wrong, they're immoral, but they want to, they want to live that way. Well, if we want to defeat the devil, if we want to resist him effectively, we're going to have to walk with God. We're going to have to submit to his will. We're going to have to live according to his will, and his will is communicated to us in his word. And so thereby, again, is the emphasis of how we need to be in God's word and study it effectively and consistently and live by it. Put it into practice actively in our lives, because that is the faith that Peter said will be effective for us to be able to resist the devil as we're steadfast in the faith, God's teachings, the gospel of Christ, Christianity. James goes on and says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And then he tells us how to resist the devil. Well, he's already said it, submit to God. But in the next verse, he goes on and he reemphasizes in more detail. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. We have to turn away from sin because sin is the result of our submitting our will to the devil. We let him win when we live in sin. Don't let the devil win. Walk with God. Draw near to him, and he'll draw near to you. I want us to look at Colossians chapter 3. In our previous segment of this study, we pointed out how in verses 18 and 19, Colossians chapter 3, that the Apostle Paul was saying that there are a great many people, in fact, probably most, are following the lead of the devil to their own destruction. Jesus said that, in essence, in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13. He said, and, and then verse 14, he said, few are going down the pathway of life that will lead to an eternal home in heaven. But he said, many are going down that eight-lane highway, which is a road to destruction, following the lead of the devil into sin. Now, I want us to look again at Colossians chapter 3, but I want us to focus on the first 10 verses. And, and, and I really hope you'll pay close attention to this. The Apostle Paul here kind of portrays both ends of the spectrum. 
from a spiritual perspective. He says, if then you are, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Now, Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So Paul is saying, if you've been raised with Christ, how are we raised with Christ? The apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter six, verses three through six, that we are buried with Christ in baptism, that we are baptized into Christ, and that just as Christ arose from the dead, we rise with him from those waters of baptism to walk a new life. We're reborn as we're baptized, buried in the waters of baptism. That's immersed. And thereby contacting the blood which Jesus shed on the cross to cleanse us of the guilt of our sins. And we come up reborn spiritually. We're raised with him. Read that text of scripture. It uses this language. So when Paul says here in Colossians 3 and verse 1, if then you were raised with Christ, he's talking about you've been baptized into Christ. You died to that old life of sin and you were reborn spiritually. As you came up out of those waters of baptism, you were raised up a new creation, born again, raised with Christ. And so he says now, make up your mind. Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Seek heavenly things, God's will. Seek a spiritual lifestyle. He goes on in verse, 10, uh, verse 2 and he says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Because again, you see, the, devil, uh, the earth is the devil's playground. This is where he does his work. Set your mind what does that mean? Make up your mind. Make up your mind to focus your life on godliness, on faithfulness before God in Christ. He goes on in verse 3 and he says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Okay, we've been transformed. Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 8 and verses 1 and 2. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, and here's a qualifier, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And he talks about how we have been, when we become a Christian, a true Christian, how we have been transformed by the renewing of our minds. That's important. And that's verse 2 of Romans chapter 8. Well, coming back to Colossians chapter 3, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Going back to Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 6 again, it's using this language to tell, tell us, teach us what happens as we're baptized into Christ. We become a new creation spiritually. We die to that old life of sin. We're buried with Christ as we're immersed in immersed with him in, in the waters of baptism. We rise up, reborn, forgiven, redeemed, saved, a new person, a new creation spiritually. So you died, he says in verse 3 of Colossians chapter 3, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So we're looking forward to that ultimate 
reward of eternal life in heaven with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But you see, we're still living here in this world right now in a physical form. And so Paul goes on in verse 5 of Colossians chapter 3, and this is part of making up your mind, setting your mind, focusing on things above, and not being all caught up in the ways of this world. In verse 5, he says, Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. What's he talking about? He lists it for us. All kinds of sinful lifestyles and practices. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. That was before you were reborn spiritually, before you were baptized into Christ, and so the blood that he shed on the cross could cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. You used to be living sinful lifestyles. Now, it doesn't mean you're an axe murderer or that you robbed banks or that you stole purses from little old ladies, but it means you were living in sinfulness. You had not yet been forgiven through the blood of Christ. So he says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these And then he lists some more sinful practices and lifestyles. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Have you ever been around somebody who couldn't talk more than two sentences, perhaps, without cursing in some way, using profanity, maybe using God's name in vain? Do not lie to one another, since you put off the old man with his deeds. You made up your mind. Remember remember what James said? Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Here Paul says in Colossians 3 and verse 8, put off all of these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man. You've made up your mind to change to be that new person spiritually in Christ, forgiven, made new. You put off the old man with his deeds, and you have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, All who are in Christ have become a new creation. What a great thought. What great imagery that is. Well, a new creation? Yeah, you're not not that old man again or that old person. Man is used generically there. It's talking about men or women, that old person that was lost in sin. He says, so if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that's what it means to be reborn spiritually. You're no longer living in that state of sinfulness. Now, are you going to make a mistake here and there and commit a sin? Sure. We're human. 
we're weak. But there's a difference between making a mistake here and there and committing a sin and living in sinfulness on a continual basis. Now, some people may throw up their hands and say, well, what are you talking about? I don't live in sin. I, I, I'm a good person. I, I'm faithful to my wife or my husband. I'm trying to be a good parent. I go to work every day. I'm trying to be productive and all that. Have you yet been baptized into Christ? Immersed in the waters? Buried with him? And thereby been forgiven of your sins? Are you with the church that he established upon this earth consistently? Are you there every Sunday worshiping God, remembering the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ by partaking of the Lord's Supper every first day of the week? Are you committed? Are you dedicated? Are you taking part in the works and activities of the church? Are you telling others about Jesus and salvation, redemption, forgiveness through him? Are you an active, dedicated Christian, not saying words not feeling all warm and fuzzy in your mind. Are you living the life? See, that's what Paul's portraying here in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. You're living the life of faithful, dedicated, obedient Christianity every day. Is that where you're at? And if you're not, then you're living in the other side of the spectrum. Again, you may not be a murderer. You may not be a bank robber. You may not be somebody cussing all the time, every day, all day long. But if you have not become obedient, and consistently so, to God, that's faithfulness. Then you're on the other end of the spectrum. And that's your living in sinfulness. It's hard for a lot of people to come to openly admit that because they don't want it to be true. They don't want to admit it. But it is a simple fact, a simple reality, a simple truth. There is no middle ground. It's either or. Don't let the devil win in your life. Let's pray. Father in heaven, please bless us with strength. Please bless us with insight and understanding of your will for our lives. Communicate it to us in your word, the Bible, and help us, Father, to be determined to live by those teachings and thereby defeat the devil in our lives by your grace and your strength. Thank you for offering us this way, Father. Guide us to always live to your glory. Please, Father, forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>